Jesus. Being laid before the Lord, and I saw him put his his, his foot on it. Amen. I saw him put his foot on it because there are levels of worship whereby a red carpet is rolled for him as as the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, and he stands up and begins to walk. To release things upon his people. Amen. So, Shemon Kulungulu, Bazalwanenge, Gabazwana Bakulegai, Uma Ufunuguti, Ukonditi, Kungabi, wait. You must live a life of prayer privately. Otherwise, church will be a frustrating place for you. Especially Uma Uibanda, Labanda Bakulegai. Uh, it will be a frustrating place for you. Live a life of prayer. Live a life of worship. Yeah. In your private space as a person. If you can do that, whenever Uzen comes with you are overflowing. Yeah. Overflow. But it's also a very secret place as we yes. go. Yeah. So again today, I want to urge you to live a life of prayer, 
A life of prayer keeps you from a whole lot of things. Tell Jesus pray so that you will fall not into temptation. If you live a life of prayer, even if you're even if Nyamayako would want to, but because you always come out of the presence. It does something in terms of your the rest of your day, especially if you are a person given to waking up in the morning to pray. It sets the tone for the rest of the day. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Now, we just finished a series on Inkonzo uh, Yokpenuka, which is so deep. It is so deep. Whenever Uncle Ezolu preparing the church for a revival of great things he wants to do, he always ensures Uti Abazalwani Bani Sambulo. Uh, so they can enter into that place. Amen. So in Konzo Pendua, it's not just a once-off thing that we do, and then you close the chapter and move on to more fashionable things. Uh, messages which are trending. In the realm of the spirit, there is no trending message. So fundamental messages which must be preached so that people can be ushered into that place that God wants them to walk in. So after having done that, we are now going to be dealing with what we call possessing the land. Very few in all the generations from the day of Pentecost in the book of Acts chapter 2 until 2019 where we are today. That they have been able to enter into what God had preordained for that generation and for those people. Because it costs so much. You leave Egypt into the wilderness and then you need to move out of the wilderness into your promised land. As we are going to discuss today, very, very few people get to taste. Don't worry about it. That's not your... That's not your promised land. That's an aspirin. That's a dispirin. Just to satisfy your whatever that you are dealing with. Now the enemy uses that because it's deceptive. So you can shut your mouth to make you think that you have arrived into the land of promise. And you haven't. If he calls you into the front to say your cars, your property, which other things that we need, it's going to be short-lived. You're going to be still be void in your spirit. Amen. And, and the spirit of perish is going to eat it away because it's not established upon the revelation of God's word and upon truth. Yeah. And that we promised land, you can never enter into it without having to face certain giants that are there. It's not just handed to you. He says to them, I have given you land. Now go and possess it. In going to possess it, between you moving from where you are into possessing it, in between, there are giants that you must deal with. Those giants have names. So you get to possess the land when you have walked over those things and you have cut down their heads, chopped their heads off, which is not done by just little boys in the spirit. Amen. So, because the enemy understands our sense of desperation, we ask from time to time, especially these days, 
uh, and the message of uh, microwave message, instant things being given to you. You don't have to work too much for it. Just put in the microwave, just press a button, it comes out ready for you. That's not, that's not destiny. That's not what God's preordained for you. They're not instant that way. They're not meant you have to press one or two buttons and they come out of a shell. You show them out of an oven. He says you need to learn to fight. Learn to hold a shield and a spear in your hand. And go possess the land. So I want to warn you, even before we start this, that there are things that is just zenzile, so that he can appease you. Uh, so that you never get even to think about your, 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 your promised land in the spirit. Once you, he can sort out one or two, three things, he shuts your mouth, and then you are content. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. So be careful about things which are handed over. It, it, it's not as easy as you think. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to take out all the giants in your land, uh, lest beasts come and devour you. So in other words, I need to teach you to fight. I'm not going to wipe all of them out. I'm going to leave a few church. In the process, you still learn how to fight. Amen. So, before we even get into that, understand that, Bazalwan. Uh, there are things that you will never, ever experience. We will always come to church and have conferences and have great speakers, but you will never step into your preordained purpose. You may have your new car, which is fine. You may have your other house, which is great. But the things that God talks about in terms of your promise land, they are so big and they, are, they intimidate the enemy. So for him to keep you from pursuing, uh, to kill your militancy in the spirit, that warring, belligerent attitude that, that is fights. I, I see this, but I know what God has promised. He wants to shut that so that you never get to step into that place. Now, this particular passage of scripture, it says, repent therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out so that times of refreshing, how to refreshing? refreshing? Times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord and that he may send Jesus Christ who was preached to you before whom heaven must receive until the times of restoration, not restoration, restoration, of all things which God has spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began. Amen. Now, this scripture, it is the foundation upon which the message of possessing the land is established. Amen. Uh, because Umas Penduka, we allow heaven to announce a new season upon the earth. He says, repent therefore so that times, times speaks of seasons, times of refreshing may come. Yeah. In the absence of Upenduka, the, the heavens are limited in terms of what they are announcing upon the earth. Mm -hmm. uh, so when we, when we repent, our repentance allows heaven to announce things that have not been there before. Amen. Yeah. 
This is why I want you to look at the whole message of repentance in the new light. Because there are things that we will never be able to step into. There are seasons in the earth we will never know, we will never experience if we do not repent. Uh, repent. It's a season of recovery. It says times of refreshing, times of restoration may come. Yeah. ushers in a season of recovery. We recover ground loss. Penduga allows us, it, 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 it talks about restoration and renewal. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So if you are not a person who is given to repentance, there are doors you are shutting and heaven will always need your permission for those doors to open. And a prerequisite according to scripture is that and begin to understand the revelation of repentance what repentance is all about so when we repent new things out in new things new things begin to happen which never happened before now the enemy has got no grounds whatsoever to speak against that which god wants to release portals are opened in the spirit Windows are open, gates are open, doors are open, because somebody in the earth has cooperated with heaven. And when God sees the blood upon that area, he sends his blessing. He sends his blessing and the spirit of death passes over there. The spirit of life is established upon that which was dead before. So understand what we mean by so to refresh there, times of refreshing, mm-hmm. to renew, is to restore, and uh, is to revive. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Renew, restore, revive. That's what God wants to do in our lives, in the lives of our families, in the lives of everyone who believes in Him. There must be something renewed. There must be something restored. Whatever the enemy, some things were stolen generations before. We were supposed to step into a certain blessing called a generational spiritual blessing. Supposed to step into it, but somebody dropped the ball, some generations passed, and that which had been assigned for the Kabasha family was lost when that man dropped the ball in the spirit and the generations after him they lost out on the inheritance that was meant to be released upon that particular line so when we repent therefore we are allowing those doors to be opened and the wells to be unstopped when we repent, and we do everything that has been discussed over the last month or so, those wells are unstopped, the Bible says. And things begin to bubble up onto the surface once more. And waters begin to flow. And they water our families. They water your life. They water your nation in a generation. In Jesus' name. Amen.
So I want us to understand that that's the basis upon which we, 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 we talk about possessing the land. Not possessing the land. Possessing the land. Amen. Now, there is another word there. I don't think I put it up there, which is to restore. It says restoration of all things. Restore means to bring back to good condition. Amen. From a state of decay. Things been decaying. I know in my own family. I know, I know, I know decay yeah. when I see it. Things deteriorating from a beautiful, beautiful, amazing family. And the enemy finds entry, finds a license, yeah. a legal right to get into that family and begin to destroy. Mm. And then things begin to decay. Yeah. Uh, in some places, and people come to, de- to even steal our frames. Mm. They come and just to share yeah, They come and they, and they mess it up. I'm a product and in that place that property belongs to a name, a family name. There once was a family living there. Now the place is all messed up, the walls are falling apart, and the enemy is destroyed. Now, when we follow, Maslandela in God is able to restore. God is able to bring back to that condition which was in the first instance and recover, to regain that which has been lost. Amen. So okay, understand that, Barcelona, because I need to stress this issue because you never step into your promised land apart from a life of repentance and a life of holiness. Yeah. We did not preach on holiness and teach on holiness because it was just the most amazing thing to teach on. Those are fundamentals. That's the ground upon which you stand yeah. for you to even dare to face hey. any giant. Hey. Hey. You ca- in the times, the times in which we live, demand that you understand what God is saying in heaven if you are really called by yeah. God. And then walk in that which God is saying and be faithful in that which God is saying. So when you do what you do, which you are going to be doing, I am trusting God for the rest of your life because now you have an understanding of what repentance is about. As you do that, every time you do that, there is something ushered in which was prevented from that thing which has not repented of. That thing kept stuff away from flooding your life. Now, when you do so, things begin to happen. Amen. Amen. So, let's make this last point before we move on. When God is in the process of restoring us, he will get us to live a life of repentance. Amen. Amen. Now, that we... We have established that. We then move on to the next point this morning, which I want you to understand. Now, turn with me, please, in your Bibles to the book of John, chapter 3, verses 14 to 16. Amen. Amen. Even as you go to that book, 
Let me just also tell you, I'm just hoping that I'm going to just follow everything God just spoke to me when I was preparing this. Because today's message is a, it's an introductory message. You, you dare not even talk about possessing the land without addressing things we are going to be addressing today. Amen. Amen. Now, as you look at that scripture, let me just tell you, Bazanuti, one of the greatest is Zambulo. One of the greatest revelations you will ever have in this life is the revelation of what the blood of Jesus has bought for you. What the blood of Christ when Christ died on the cross, what did he purchase? What did he really pay for? Because it goes beyond just forgiveness of sin, which is very key instead of us in terms of us walking into our promised land. But one of the greatest things you will ever discover in this life. Yeah. is to understand when Jesus Christ died on the cross Jesus. what do I stand to benefit yeah. remember in Psalm 103 Psalm 103 verse 3 he says forget not don't you dare forget all his benefits benefit means a right now you are entitled to certain things which you were not before because the blood had not been shed now because of his death on the cross now i have inherited certain things which as a believer i must be aware of be conscious of so that i can begin to live the rest of my life to see that my life looks like that which if God has paid for it if Jesus paid the price for me to have it then I must refuse everything which doesn't look like it so one of the greatest revelations is to find out so that I don't live the rest of my life as a pauper. Yes. When God has given me riches which I must know how to fight and possess. Yes. So possessing the land is all about you stand upon the foundation of revelation. Yes. I know what Jesus has done. And I refuse for my children, for my family, my finances and everything else to look contrary to that which Jesus paid for me to experience in his life. Amen. Amen. Yes. Say hallelujah. Amen. Now let me just tell you, one of the things is something called eternal life. Now, most people think that eternal life, when you die, and then things which happen beyond the grave, now, I need to explain to you today what eternal life uh, talks about. So that when you leave, when you leave this place today, you will refuse to live below the line that Jesus Christ, he does, Jesus must not be rendered useless, useless yeah. and cheap yes, 
The billionaire comes and he buys things for you. He wants you to come out of a Congo. He says, I have, I have purchased something somewhere else for you. Now take your family. Everything is covered. Medical, everything you will ever need is covered there. Now because of my mindset, I live the rest of my life as if he has not paid for anything. Now, you cannot blame him if that happens. It, it, is, it is myself who has to step into yeah. that and begin to enjoy that blessing. Amen. 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 So, when somebody talks about inguna power, I'm just thinking about Master and say, Master, in heaven. Now, heaven is glorious. It's one of the benefits. But I want you to know that God wants you to don't die too, too early. Yeah. God wants you here. Yeah. God wants you here so that through you he can prove yeah. his good, perfect, yeah. and acceptable yeah. will. So that they will see what it means to walk with God yeah. in the end. Through you, you become a sample. A sample that advertises the glory of God in the end. Our life begins to advertise, we become a billboard to the world that through us they begin to see the power and the glory of God, what God can do in a life of a human being. Amen. So, land possessing the land is about God restoring life to us, eternal. How to eternal life. So that is life in your spirit, life in your soul, Life in your body, life in your finances, life in your marriage, life in your family, life in your children, life in your business, life in your calling, life in your ministry, life in your career. Amen. Amen. Now, let's come to this so that I can explain eternal life to you. Amen. Amen. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. The Lord Jesus died for us to enjoy everlasting life, out of eternal life. So what is eternal life? Now, I want you to write this down. It's a definition I want you to know of what eternal life is. Eternal life is the life that the Father gives us on earth. And it continues after we die right into eternity. It's the life that the Father gives us on earth. Now, we're going to explain that to you. He gives us on earth. It continues after we die. It continues. It doesn't start after we die. It continues after we die into eternity. Amen. Now, Zim believes into about eternal life that you must know. Number one, eternal life is about the quality of life before death. Yeah. It's about the quality of life before i will explain to you why it's called eternal 
But number one, eternal life is our quality of life before death. death. Amen. Hallelujah. And uh, once we understand that, we begin to understand what our quality. So I can I can live in Peter, but quality is important. Because if God gives me eternal life, He gives me life, that means the quality of my life must be different. Yeah. It must reflect the fact that the life of God possesses me. So everything about me, it got its place for peace. There's, there's eternity yeah. in everything that I do. We're going to explain that. Now, First John chapter 3, verse 15, which I hope I had here, but now I see that I don't. I do have. Amen. Um, he who believes in the Son of God has the witness in himself he who does not believe God has made him a liar because he has not believed the testimony that God has given of his son. And this is the testimony that God has given us eternal life and this life is in his son. He who has the son has life. Now, okay. He who does not have the son of God does not have life. Now, First John 3, verse 15, 14. Whoever hates brother is a murderer, and you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. So, number one, eternal life abides in us before. While you are here, there's something about eternity. Yeah. And there's a word, the word eternal, I need to unpack it for you. Yeah. So that you see the relevance of it before the grave. Because our understanding is eternity be beyond the grave. All right. Now, we, we then move to, the, to this particular one which says, He who does not have the Son does not have life. In other words, as long as you don't have Christ in you, you will not experience life in the same sense as a child of God would. Yeah. This is why I read, I told the boys, this is all, which I always tell you, gentleman called Chris Hemsworth, he plays Thor. Plays Thor in the in Hollywood. Now he confessed what he has been going through depression, which I've always told you. Now that was just there on News like Africa. Is yeah. You know Thor. The boys know Thor. The rest of you, most coat is nice. I know. Oh. Amen. <laughs> You know Thor was the one. Amen. Since faith doesn't know Thor. They must teach you Thor. They must reveal Thor to you. He's a superhero. Now he's a multi-millionaire, Faith. Multi-millionaire. Multi-millionaire. They just look a lot of money. Now, because he doesn't have Christ in him, the level at which he experiences life is limited. Yeah. I've always told you before, they always have a lot of things but not have all of life. Okay, let's move on to the next point. Yeah. So the first thing about eternal life is the quality of our life before death. Amen. The second thing about eternal life is our life after death, which you know, which is heaven 
and eternity and all of that. Amen. Now, this is the scripture I want us then to look into. Amen. There's something wrong with this, Mamukaba. She just reverses for me. Amen. All right. Let's go to Mark chapter 10, verse 29. I want, I want to lay layers, Pastor for you. Just lay layers. Amen. Just layer upon layer. Now, the book, the Gospel of Mark, uh, chapter 10, verse 29 to 30. That he saw Jesus answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake and the gospels who shall not receive a hundredfold now yeah. in this time. Yeah. Houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecution and in the age to come. So he makes it a point that he stresses that. He says, now we have life here. Yeah. And in the age to come, eternal life. Yeah. So that you don't live your life just going to church, relaxing, waiting for some by and by, some pie in the sky. Yeah. One day when I die, I will experience glory. That's not the will of God. That's not the reason why Jesus died on the cross. He paid for more. Now, we are busy in eternity. That is, after you die, that is expensive. In terms of trade value, there is nothing that can buy in for anyone. Now, as costly and as expensive as that is to purchase an eternity for you and I after we die, but before the grave, there is a quality of life that the blood of Jesus speaks to. Yeah. And as long as we are here, that's why we have a shield and a sword. Yeah. That as long as we are here, we are going kind to of contend yeah. for that which Jesus paid for us to have yeah. in the earth. In Jesus' name. Amen. Say amen. amen. So he says eternal life in the life to come. Now, come is given to us in two installments. Is given to us out of two installments. On earth and in death. Out on earth. And in death. Now, because we are still here. Learning is automatic. Just my spirit leaves my body. I am in the presence of God. And I shall enjoy eternity forever with him. Learning under, I must contend for. Yeah. That's why in Ephesians 6 now it talks about the weapons of our warfare and the, and the armor of the Lord. Yeah. Because as much as it has been purchased for us. Someone on earth must learn to slay a Goliath or two for them to be able to walk into it in Jesus' name. So eternal life before death in our characteristics are tealing. The reason why it's called eternal while we are still here is because the word eternal carries with it something called longevity. Out longevity. Longevity. Out of permanence. 
auch die Durability. Auch die Lastingness. In other words, when you are blessed, everything about your life, if it's marriage, this is because there's eternity in your spirit. There's eternal life that you have been blessed with. Whatever you are involved with has a sense of longevity in it. If it's a business, there's something that's durable about that. Because the spirit of eternity governs everything about you. So, it doesn't waste away. There is a lastingness. If it's finances, whatever it is, because the blessing of the Lord, the breath of God is upon this thing. They enjoy temporary joy and temporary things. In was so that we can even in our relationships. Everything about us, us has a sense of permanence. Until we leave the earth and God says, now you are done in the earth and you can go home. To enjoy temporary things. No, 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 no. When you are blessed by heaven, everything about your life, whatever you put your hands on, has a, a quality of durability about it. Yeah. We're challenges with everything that is, but the, the, the will of God is that you enjoy things on a more sustained basis. Yeah. So you have eternal life working in every area of your life. Yeah. Your smile is not short-lived. Yeah. Your joy is not short-lived. Yeah. My breakthrough is not short-lived. My healing is not short-lived. That is when the spirit of life is at work and eternal life is at work in us. That is what Jesus paid for us to experience. Say amen. So again, made it possible for us to enjoy life here out here yeah. and to enjoy life beyond the grave yeah. there is the revelation that every christian must have yeah. now now which i want to pose to all of us here can a christian can a Christian accept just anything that we are subjected to in this life or must we contend and to seek to possess what Christ bought for us through his blood? Are we going to just allow and that's why a life of, of intercession that's why there's something called warfare Warfare is born in someone's spirit who refuses. Amen. Amen. Salai, salai, whatever will be, will be. That's nonsense. That's not God. It's not everything presented to me that I must accept. As if I was born to live this way, my children are supposed to be this way. Warfare 
is someone refusing to shake hands with mediocrity. Somebody who refused to shake hands with poverty, with foolishness. I refuse to shake hands with something that does not look like what God has promised. Now let's go to possessing the land. Amen. Now, let's go to the next one. I think I'm messing it up, Mama. Go to the next slide, please, for me. Amen. So much. Amen. All right. Before we go into that one, tell with me, I'm, I'm going to attend to this. It's a bit uh, funny to look at. Just tell with me in your Bibles, please. In the to Toronto, we, we, we're going to come to this one just now. Uh, chapter 1, verses 6 to number 8. I think it's the only scripture I don't have on my, on my slide this morning. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 1, verses 6 to verse number 8. Let's take a line. As we learn, the Lord our God spoke to us in Horeb, saying, You have dwelt long enough at this mountain, Turn and take your journey and go to the mountains of the Amorites, to all the neighboring places in the plain, in the mountains and in the lowland, in the south and on the sea coast, to the land of Canaanites and to Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates. See, I have set the land before you. I have set the land before you, he says. Go in and possess the land which the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give to them and their descendants after them. Amen. Amen. Now I want you to know, Baswani, there's a land to possess. Yes. It's actually land. Yes. So as he called, I want never be satisfied with dancing for choruses. Yeah. And you think Ukola is about that. Never be content with ticking boxes of how many conferences you've attended. I want you to know what God wants you to possess, like Joshua, of whom the Bible says he died when? Within the borders of his inheritance. When you live your life like that, Ukola becomes an exciting journey because you you want to possess, you want to recover ground. Take Bible every place your foot treads upon, I've given it to you. So we leave every single day just taking land inch by inch. We are going somewhere. We know that we have been called to possess certain things. We come to church. We sing, we get blessed. This is why it is my prayer. Don't just listen to a sermon and be blessed because you. I want you to hear the voice of the Lord every time the word is preached. I want you to experience a transformation. It must take you from one place of understanding to the next. It must draw you closer and closer whereby you are able to manifest your preordained purpose in the earth. 
Why are townships still the way they are? Because all that we have been taught to do is to just go to church. My grandfather was a pastor. Gakulele Mishi, African Congregational Church. So it's called Ingwe. And I remember like I told you before, my favorite part was to pray after the whole meeting under the couch was in love. Yeah. But we were raised that way to think that if you go to a church, everything, that's the headquarters of a call. Beyond the Zaitini, you go back to your normal life. Because we were not taught properly. Amen. Now, what I'm telling you is that this is not about Sonta. What you are into. That's fine. We are so used to saying that. But it's greater, it's deeper than that. Jesus died on the cross and you have believed that he died for you. Yeah. Then what? That's why we preached that message long time ago. What do I do with Jesus in the 21st century? I know what to do with the business person. He can organize a, a deal for me. He can show me how to put a business plan together. If I want to apply for a tender, he, he knows what to do. I know what to do with that guy. I know what to do with a musician. But what do I do with Jesus? Jesus. Amen. We were not taught what to do with Christ. In life, In life practically. Yes. Amen. What is the relevance? Of the blood of Christ on a practical day-to-day basis, apart from coming to a building and just singing and giving an offering and shaking hands and going home. Now we are learning that there is a land to possess. Of land to possess. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen. Now, what's going to happen is I want you to decide that you will fight every single day. When we are done with everything, I want it to make it your life's mission. I will live the rest of my life seeking to possess what has been given to me through the blood of Jesus. That, that it's not over because I, I still need to go and pray. Yeah. I just came here to be reminded. Yes. I just came here to fellowship with the saints yes. and to be inspired to keep going. Amen. Whatever that been knocking me Monday to Saturday, we come here and we worship together and we sing together and we worship together and we minister the word to you yeah. to remind you that in spite of what might have happened in the previous week yeah. you are still died for he still paid for you yeah. 
He still wants you to go and try once again and trust Him. And believe Him for greater things and for better things in Jesus' name. Now, let's go to Exodus chapter 7. Verses 15 to verse number 16. Amen. Are we there? Okay. If it's not there, we cannot just go. I believe it was there. Uh, verses 15 to verse number 16. Now it says, Go to Pharaoh in the morning when he goes out to the water, and you shall stand by the river's bank to meet him. And the rod which was turned to a serpent, you shall take in your hand. And you shall say to him, The Lord God of the Hebrews has sent me to you, saying, Let my people go, that they may serve me in the wilderness. But indeed, until now, you would not hear. Now, I want to start now on something which is very important on this teaching. Now, you will notice that when he speaks to Pharaoh, he doesn't say, let my people go, that they may save me, uh, or they may possess the land, or they may go into Canaan. He says, let my people go, so they can go to the wilderness. Now, a wilderness has a place uh, in, the, in our journey as God's people. Yeah. The wilderness has a place. It's, it's in Tandogatek, not only in the Old Testament, yeah. also in the New Testament. We will explain to you why that is, is important to, 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 to go through and to experience. Amen. Now, there it says that they may go to serve. Can we just take this out, whatever that I haven't covered yet, so that they don't get destructive? You can even go to the previous scripture, which I've already read. Amen. Now, there is a word serve, serve in that in the scripture, which, I, which I've just read. Yeah. Now, first point, Bazaar, which I want you to understand, we are laying layer upon layer. I'm trying not to be excited. Yeah. Amen. Now, the first thing I want you to understand about that, why he does not say, go, go to the promise, release them. I want them in Canaan immediately. Says, not release them. I want them in the in the wilderness. Yeah. They must go in the desert. I want them to serve me there, because he who can serve and and worship in the wilderness can worship in the promised land. That's the whole point. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Now they are delivered from Egypt so that they can go and serve. How to serve? Serve. And our other translations say worship. Worship. That they may go and worship me in the wilderness now according to this scripture uh, and the will of god there are three things that must happen to every kingdom person number one you must leave your egypt how to leave egypt that is you get saved and you accept christ as your personal savior and lord now most of us here i believe we have left egypt amen in the new testament sense egypt speaks of the world of sin. Yeah. Pharaoh is the devil. Yeah. And all the demons, those taskmasters, they're demonic spirits. So according to God, Emkabeni, a human being, must live in Egypt. Yeah. It's the first thing. That's why the gospel is preached. Because you will never possess the land there until we have left that Egypt. Yes. You don't get preached too. 
to feel a church, to come and be a member of a church. Yeah. You get saved. You get delivered from Pharaoh because there is no land you will possess yeah. as long as you are in Egypt. Yeah. Now, if people preach to you, then you can come and be a church member, then they've missed the point. Yeah. Amen. So that's the first thing. That's the for every human being must be delivered. Don't be delivered. Yes. All the things that you experience in that land, you must be freed of. Yes. Deliverance. That's yes. the first thing. Number two, according to the will of God, we must serve Him faithfully while in the wilderness. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Now, there are things about which is very, very, very important for us to understand because it wasn't a mistake that theologians say it could have taken them three days to move yes. on a straight line yes. from Egypt to the promised land. It took them 40 years because there are things that must be dealt with in the wilderness. Yeah. That is why generations upon generations never get to go beyond the Jordan. Yeah. into their promised land. We can fill churches up, we can preach and have the new technologies of the time, but all that we are doing, we are just enjoying life in the wilderness. Now to complicate matters, there are miracles also in the wilderness. Yeah. Oh, there are glorious miracles in the wilderness. Yeah. If you are not careful, you may think that you have already entered your promised land. Yeah. There's, there's manna coming out. He hits the stone. Water comes flooding out. A lot of things are happening. There's a cloud of fire. There's a, yeah. there's a lot of things happening in the wilderness. But the purpose of the wilderness was that we land in that heat. Yeah. The climate of struggling we land to worship him, to serve him. Because once you are able to serve God in that state of pressure, yeah. of challenges, yeah. which all of us are in right now. Yeah. All of us here, we are in a wilderness. Yeah. And we are trusting God. This is why we are doing this teaching. Yeah. This is why our families are what they are. That's why our finances are what they are. We are trusting God. To break through into the land of promise where things begin to flow freely. Amen. Amen. So we must learn to serve him. We'll come back to that. Serve him faithfully while in the wilderness. Amen. So a person who says, Type Amen, and you're going to have all your answers, uh, all your questions answered, and all your problems solved. That's nonsense. I responded to one gentleman who sent me that. Said so if you type amen here, now, now uh, in 24 hours you'll experience a breakthrough in your life. And I said, but sir, you know that I am a thug. I, I met at three people two weeks ago. Now you're saying, if I type amen, God will overlook all that and will bless me. You never responded. Yeah. You know that I go around messing around with women. I type, I type down. I mess with women. I lie, I... Now you are saying to me, it's an apostle, yeah. apostle so-and-so. Yeah. So you're saying, wow, it's amazing because if I can just type an amen, 
Then God is going to then release things upon me. He was going to overlook every nonsense I have done by just typing an amen. First thing we leave, you leave your Egypt. You serve God faithfully in the wilderness. Then you possess the land. You disinherit the enemy. You conquer the giant. Now, Barcelona, I want to tell you again, most Christians on earth, including myself, most people you know, because it takes a caliber of a Christian to possess the land. Yeah. It's not just anybody who gets to possess. Mm. Possessing the land is not just your new car. Amen. Hallelujah. Possessing the land, it's not just getting married. Possessing the land is deeper than that. It affects generations after you. Chances are broken. Things begin. There's like a revival in your family life and generations to come. And the enemy can never tamper with it. Amen. Now, a great number, of course died in the, wilderness, in the wilderness, even back then in yeah. Exodus. They never made it yeah. into the promised land because a whole lot of Egypt was still in them. Mm-hmm. One of the purposes of, of the wilderness is to get Egypt out of you. Yeah. Get all of Egypt out of you. Mm-hmm. All of Egypt. Yeah. Because there are things that will compromise you in the promised land if they are not dealt with in the wilderness. So God will make it a point that you linger as long as it is necessary in the wilderness so that when you step into the promised land, everything you experience there has a longevity with it. There's a lastingness. So in wilderness, it is Deal with scorpions and serpents. (coughs) Stamp on their heads and defeat them here. By the time you step into the promised land, now you are dealing with them. Cover that. Because the wilderness covers demons and all these small spirits, which I'm going to talk about. But the promised land is principalities and powers. That is why it was on it. Very few people ever venture into their promised land. The wilderness is a place of serpents and scorpions. If I cannot handle demonic spirit of which are gonna be listed here of lust, they say idolatry, they say complain, I'm I'm gonna cover. I'm I'm gonna gonna alert you. If I cannot deal with those spirits, which are demonic spirits. In the land of promise, there are giants there. Yeah. Now they are dealing with principalities and its apostolic churches yeah. who are able to help you to move into that yeah. because the mindset, your very DNA is about possessing the land. Yeah. So you will make sure with all these spirits, when they show their heads, you are able to deal with them because my being able to step across yeah. Is, is determined, it is dependent upon me being able to deal with the demonic spirits as a wilderness. Yeah. Say amen. Yeah. amen. Hallelujah. Amen. 
Now, Mamkosh, let's let's go to First Corinthians ten. I think that's the scripture we were we were dealing with. Amen. He or she who can worship the Lord in the wilderness will surely be able to worship God in the promised land. Amen. I hope you have that down. And all of us, we are in the desert. We are trusting God because as long as we are dealing with all these funny spirits, yeah. and I, 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 we are even struggling to overcome them, we, we don't even dare to think that you're going to go across. Yeah. You'll die before your time. Principalities yeah. are not a, I don't do that. Amen. Now, this particular scripture says, Moreover, brethren, I do not want you to be unaware that all of our fathers were under the cloud, all passed through the sea, yeah. all ate the same spiritual food, and all drank the same spiritual drink, for they drank of the spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. But with most of them, God was not pleased, for their bodies were scattered in the wilderness. Yeah. Now, these things became our examples to the intent that we should not last after evil things as they also lasted. And do not become idolaters as were some of them. As it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink, rose up to play. No, let us commit sexual immorality as some of them did. Yeah. And in one day, 23,000 fell. No, let us tempt Christ. Yeah. As some of them also tempted and were destroyed by serpents. No, complain. As some of them also complained and were destroyed by the destroyer. Now all these things happened to them as examples and they were written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the ages have come now five things are listed there before we deal with the giants in our promised land these five things must be sorted out in the wilderness now the first thing mentioned in that scripture is lust for evil things. Yeah. Now when that is defined and unpacked in Kanunko, yeah. amen. amen. Our desire to possess the land must not be inspired by lust for evil things. Yes, Pastor Juan. Amen. That is why that must be taken care of. Yeah. We, let me repeat that. Our desire and our passion to possess the land must not be informed by our passion and our lust for things. Evil things. Amen. In other words, I, I am driven by lust for money. 
lust for fame, lust for sexual pleasures, lust for power. I cannot possess the land. I cannot step into my preordained purpose if that remains an issue in my life. Amen. The land of promise is our rightful inheritance, Bazalwan. Yeah. It is possessed by faith, not by lust. What we're going to be teaching is not possessed because I am lusting after, after things. things. It's because I have faith in what God has done for me. Yeah. And because it is, it is written in his word, it's incumbent upon me to pursue it. Yeah. It's not because we have lust for glorious life and because it is written now that becomes the motivation for me to pray no I pray because I believe in that which God has purchased for me that I cannot die without having possessed it now Jesus would have died in vain if I don't live as a warrior in the earth and fight to possess everything that Jesus blood Paid for. Yeah. So it talks about lust. Lust. In yeah. Kanuko. When I come back to that. Number two in that scripture, it talks about idolatry. Now in the Old Testament, he ukonzi tombe. But we call the actual physical statues. Not in the 21st century. Yeah. In the New Testament, idolatry is different. Yeah. And it's defined differently. The idolatry, an idol. Younger in which occupies more space in your heart than God. Yeah. It's an idol. Anything in our life that occupies even the same space, same yeah. spot, it's got the same value and same, it carries the same weight in my heart. As God, that's an idol. Amen. Amen. It's an object of worship. So anything can be an idol. When you step into your promise, then don't forget that I am the God who caused you to possess it. So they must have dealt with these things before. Yes. All these things must be taken care of. So you don't just lift up your hand and just step into it. No, there are things in the wilderness that we must contend and fight against and resist. Then God says, now you are ready. Now you are qualified. You can be released. Now, idolatry was a terrible thing in the Old Testament. It still is today. Yeah. Where even a child can be an idol. Yeah. Oh, your yeah. husband and your wife, money, idol. fame, those things can be idols in our life. Now God is looking for people whom he wants to trust with possessing things yes. that the blood of Jesus paid for. People who who, who, who would understand that he is the possessor of heaven yeah. who give him a place above everything else in their lives yeah. to those people God comes first to those people he on the scale God weighs so heavy yeah. above everything in my life 
If God can get such people in the earth, he will use those people to demonstrate through them. Yeah. Just about windows of heaven being flood open. Yeah. I will release a such a blessing that you won't have enough room to contain and receive it. Amen. So before we possess, we must be fully possessed by the Holy Spirit. You cannot possess the land until God owns me and everything I own totally. I must be fully possessed by the Holy Ghost. Everything in Nayo is for His glory. My car is for His glory. Everything you own, your money, it's for His glory. My life. They did not love their lives until Amen. The third thing it's spoken of. I'm just rushing through these things. They are important things, Masalwa. That before we even think of claiming and and buy. And all these things that we do, I claim my whatever, but you are you're walking in last, it's such a small you are a small boy. I'm gonna talk about that in, in, just before I close. You're a small boy. I don't care how many people we have in your church, you are a small boy. In the eyes of principalities and powers, help us, Father. Because you cannot handle demonic spirit, spirit of, of lust, spirit of I you can't handle that and you think. You can lead people into their, into their promised land and they look at you and laugh at you. Now, the next thing is sexual immorality. Sexual immorality. There, there are two things we know about sexual immorality. Number one is something called adultery, which churches don't talk about these days because it's just, you know, it's just not done. Because that's what the enemy wants to do. And According to this scripture, these five things, if they're not dealt with, forget about possessing anything. You can have your promotion here and there, you know, depths in between, once upon a time, another breakthrough over there. But in terms of moving into it, all of us here, me included, must look at myself differently and say, for me to be able to possess, I must do these little things. This demonic spirits for me to be able to face the giants yeah. in the land of promise. Yeah. So sexual immorality, it's it's adultery. Adultery, but it's sexual activity out of marriage by married people. Now, once that happens, you have disqualified yourself. Don't, don't, don't just forget about it. And it just you're gonna be here. Yeah. In this wilderness, you are yeah. here. Don't worry. Oh you're here. You're in the wilderness for the rest of your life. Jesus. Forget about the Jordan. It's not for you. You're a small boy. You're a small girl in the spirit. You're a small baby in the spirit. You're a small boy in the spirit. You can't handle a, a, a spirit of sexual immorality that comes to whisper. And you think you can go and, and lead the whole generation to possess and restore destinies by a small boy. Another thing is called fornication. It's when an unmarried person, yeah. they are involved sexually in sexual activity uh, between unmarried people. You're thinking, no, my church is strict. No, 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 it's not your church. 
It's not that it's it's these are things in the spirit and and these principalities are accounting on us stepping into these gaps this then we are disqualified. No, 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 don't worry about them. They just want to play in the wilderness. Eh? They are lustful. Okay, they preach. Even if you have an impact of 50,000, all you have is you are a small boy leading small babies, small girls, and small boys. Yeah? All you are doing is imparting yourself to them. You are all in the wilderness. You can never contend and shift things. Can I? You can, you can, you can impart a spirit to someone and cast it out. You walk in and things begin to, to scream. Every time, every time you walk in, things scream. Why is that? Why doesn't that happen anymore? If you carry the anointing of the Holy Ghost, Benny Hill said they prayed. A man prayed for three solid days. So three solid days. Talking about from six, six, just six quarter. When he left the, the hotel room in the foyer, people were flying out. Mamunziman flying out with they were flying out. The flying out because of the anointing and the presence. Now, if I carry such an anointing, it must not be limited to a certain venue. Because I'm walking into this space. Now someone scream and I must walk into a taxi because I carry heaven. And things must scream. Oh, yes, oh. Because I carry a healthy presence of God. Yes. I don't know if you are aware that spirits can be can be planted in people. And then when that particular marked individual walks in, they scream to send a message to what he is anointed or she is anointed. Because you see people spraying in here. Oh, what an anointing. No, no, no. This is why here we are teaching. Solid foundation. You know something called transference of spirits. If you lay your hand on somebody, if I am a spirit of lust, and I lay hand on you, there's a transference of spirits. Now, often, I'm a preacher. The fruit of the ministry of a man or woman is not seen why they are busy here. You, you, you're screaming. When they leave, yeah. you know what he leaves behind? It's, 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 a, it's a spiritual trail in the spirit. Yeah. Things begin to happen. Whatever spirit he, he carried and he imparted yeah. begins to manifest. If he had the spirit of lust, people will begin to get pregnant. Yeah. Long after he's gone. Or he has got some rebellion in his soul, some absolute spirit. When even if he's not talking about that, talking about something else, because it's it's you 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 impart who you are. Uh, you impart who you are. Yeah. You teach what you know from scripture, but you impart in the spirit who you are. Who you are. Yeah. Your 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 very soul you impart. Oh so when he's he has left the place, people are rebellious. Things begin to happen. Because that's what happened. So we must be very, very mature in our understanding of things. I told my wife, Mama, I don't get blessed in a hurry. If I know somebody that doesn't get blessed in a hurry, like I can see you standing. 
I don't. I made a decision. I'm not going to get blessed in a hurry. Yeah. Hey, hey. Listen to you. Principle is when when you go anywhere, is that in your mom age? When the man chalawa was the man in chair, when I let him cover him, spit it out. But the whole point is there are things in the wilderness we must do. Let's come back to our subject, Basalo. So sexually immoral people cannot restore the inheritance of their families. You 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 can't. You don't qualify. And I will explain to you before we go. Just give me 15 more minutes. Lessons will not be delivered no. by people who are sexually immoral. Yeah. That's why it is covered. Ah. It says these things were are given for our admonition. Yeah. So that because we are the last generation of people in the earth, yeah. we may look at these things and say, oh, that's why they were destroyed in the wilderness and they couldn't possess the land. So when it comes to these five main things, we make sure that in our lifetime, we trust God to deal with this. If I am struggling with lust and sexual immorality, I must know. You won't tell me. You don't even have to tell me. I must know. You are a small boy. You are a small boy. Don't even worry about this principalities. You are a small boy. You are a small boy. There is no legitimacy between the spirit. You are illegitimate. You have no weight. You carry nothing. You can get us excited, yeah, that's fine. Because we are emotional beings. You play good music, you know, I feel like we're But in the spirit realm, we're a small boy, we're a small girl. You carry no weight. To them, they look at you. They don't care. You can fill your church if you're another one. They don't care about that. All you're doing is duplicating yourself. Without us walking in sexual integrity, this generation has no hope. There is the power of the eunuchs. Mom Kaushi spoke about some time ago. Without us walk, there's something called sexual integrity. Yeah. Yeah. It's sexual integrity. Sexual integrity. Yeah. May play, you know, just say a few things, but there's a line. This I will never do. This this I will never do this. Because I have a revelation of yeah. what it means. So much I must okay. There are things we do not do, not because we tell them there are things we do not do because we want to possess the land. We want to rescue our generation, our family. Things that have been happening in our in our bloodline. Long time before we got here. After having repented and we walk in holiness. This is walking in holiness. This. What I am listing here says repent. Walk in holiness. Repent, walk in holiness. Left, right, left, right into your promise. Repent, holiness. Repent, holiness. Repent, holiness. Be aware of these things when they come. Identify them. Know them for what they are. Rebuke them. Resist them. Know what they come to do. What they come to accomplish in your life. In Jesus' name. Now, but I want to just share some deep truth to you about them. Uh, now, this is this is this is deep truth. 
with regards to sexual immorality. Lendo letu is sexual immorality. Ifuna ngiswele ngiswele ubuso. This thing is about it's actually self-worship. Yeah. Can I explain that to you? There's not somebody who is given to to sleeping around. Sleeping around. It's 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 all about self-worship. Now, instead of giving this generation name the seed of God's word, I choose to give them my seed. Instead of giving every woman I see the seed of God's word, I push that aside to influence them to plant a seed of eternity in their soul. I push that aside and I choose, I'm going to give you my seed. My seed. Instead of this generation producing the offspring after God's own kind, we reproduce ourselves in them. Because everywhere I plant myself. That's what a soul tie is. A soul tie is when you reproduce yourself in others. Forget about God. I want to see me everywhere. Everybody you speak with, you you leave your soul into that person. So I, I, I don't want the God seed in you. I want to have my seed in every person. I'm planting myself in everyone I see. And they become like me instead of becoming like God. We are against for faith. Instead of God in everyone, it's me in everyone. It's me in everyone. So, in other words, Pastor Ronnie, I, I prefer pouring my soul in someone instead of pouring God in that person. Understand that sexual activity is not just physical stuff, it's soulish. It's in the realm of, that's why it's called soul ties. The two shall become one. No, they're going to become Siamese twins. No, 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 in the soul. The two become one. Because every time you you interact sexually with somebody, they pour themselves into you and you pour into them. That's why sometimes after a sexual activity, you have new tendencies. Your behavioral change. Because there's a character shift in your personality. Because who you were has been impacted by who they are. Yeah. Hallelujah. Aren't we preaching the gospel, Bajalwa? So anyone who seeks sexual favors outside of the will of God is into self-worship. Yeah. Instead of them depositing the seed of God's word in you, they prefer to plant their own seed. The fourth thing mentioned there is talks about tempting God. This um, wilderness company of people, they tempted God. 
Lena gave going to be brief pastor because she have it is seen in the abuse of God's grace in our generation. And God's grace is now licensed to sin. From them Grace. We are we are living in the dispensation of grace. So because we are living we are not under the law as they were in the Old Testament. Now that means we can do whatever we want. Because God is a good God. We are just, you know, we're just free to do as we please. Now God calls that tempting him. Ukulinga. Utiko. I want to tell you something. We may not be under ceremonial law. Yeah. Like the Jewish customary laws. But we are still under the law of righteousness. Yeah. The law of holiness. Yes. I want you to know that. The thing of saying we are not under law, but under grace. Which law? And grace has its own law. Law of grace. Amen. Amen. Because the Jewish in Leviticus, they dealt with rituals. Yeah. Ceremonial rites. Ceremonial law. We are not Jewish. Yeah. So we cannot be put under that law. But we are not lawless people. Amen. We are not people without law and boundaries. Yeah. There is a law of grace, yeah. law of righteousness, law of holiness, holiness. in God. Yes. We flow and we walk in that. Another thing we see in tempting God is the abuse of patience, God's patience. Yeah. Now God is a God of a second chance. Of course he is. But if I continue in the same sin, because Mount Kabash has, has, has taught about holiness. I know people have been told, he, he told a story about a man would, 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 would be, just before he commits sexual sin, he prays. He asks his child, let's, let's pray. Let's repent. Just beforehand. Let's, before, let, let, let's, let's repent for the sins we are about to commit. That's the abuse. That's tempting God. He says those who are even thinking of stepping into and possessing the land, you shall not tempt the Lord that way. This generation may be doing it, but the caliber of people, the breed of people who are going to possess the land, are people who understand what grace is. When God... We say God is patient. What does that mean? It does not give me license to abuse His mercy, to abuse His grace. Amen. Amen. Last one, Bazoane, that is mentioned there, number five. Mam uh, can go to those five things that the Bazoane can write them down there. Amen. Complaining. It says they complained too much. Complaining is about questioning God's integrity. Yeah. You know when things don't go away? Now, one of the uh, bad things about being in the 21st century, which is also a good thing technologically, Linda, which everything is instant. Yeah. Now, in the spirit, that doesn't work, Barcelona. Sometimes you might have to wait for a season. So, this is why it says, uh, seed time and harvest seed time and harvest when the rainbow is put up he said now i promise that man shall not be destroyed 
by this flood anymore. And he said, there shall be seed, time, and harvest. So between seed and harvest, something called time. It's a season. Now, every person must understand and learn to cooperate with the season. Whatever the season requires at that particular time, just flow with it. As long as there has been a seed of prayer, of giving, of repenting, Surely there shall be harvest, but understand the time in between. Say amen. Amen. So, this thing of complaint, they complained in the wilderness. There was a spoiled group of people. They were too spoiled in the wilderness. Too spoiled. They saw the glory of God and that's this. They saw God. They saw smoke. Amen. Things we haven't even seen ourselves. Those we saw. And they would still say, ah, amen. You're blessing us with a whole lot of meat. Now, you're going to give us a, a new kind of type, kind of meat, or it's going to be this meat all the time. Can you change the menu? I'm tired of this thing. It's sticking to me. Oh, it's spoiled people. Spoiled, 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 spoiled. And the Bible says they, they, they grumbled and murmured and they complained. Until God opened the ground and just let's go. You're talking too much. You are contaminating the the, the, the atmosphere. Because of all those grumbling and memory, it opens the ground and the ground swallows them and they die. Hallelujah. So be careful of putting God on trial. When things don't go your way. I know but it's not always easy. This thing of waiting upon God can be so frustrating. Yes. After having done everything you know how to do, Amen. and you still have to wait. The Lord, how long must I wait? Will this ever happen? Yeah. I've prayed. I have sowed my seed. I have done everything you say we must do. And it seems like it's quiet. When you go through those moments, I was going to learn not to put him on trial. Don't put God on trial. He is a holy God. He is a good God. He's an amazing father. Amen. We put God on trial. We sit on the judge's seat. You point at him. You're failing. God, you are failing. You are failing me. You are failing my children. You are failing this family. You are failing. Even your kids sometimes can hear your frustration when you pray. From the other room, out of frustration, you pray so loud and like the kids are like, oh, they feel sorry for God. So whatever you go through, but we're learn not to, we're almost finished. Just give me five more minutes and we're done. Amen. So unless we deal with the five things we have listed, we are disqualified from contending with principalities and powers in our generation. We won't be able to. In the wilderness, we deal with demonic spirits, spirit of lust, spirit of idolatry, spirit of fornication, spirit of adultery, spirit of complaint, etc. In the promised land, 
we deal with principalities in charge of inheritances. Yeah. Inheritances of families and nations. Now, those principalities, they, 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 they keep guard of our vaults. Yeah. Vaults of destinies. Yeah. Destinies of nations, of cities, of families. Until we learn to deal with demonic spirits, forget about contending with Amagads. Those tall giants who stand guard against anyone who wants South Africa to step into hell. Preordained purpose for your family faith, for everything to be restored. You must learn to step above this demons here. Because those things, it's like in a safe zone. In this safe, they, they stand like this. They are pretty politics. There is a destiny of South Africa here. The whole of the land of The whole of Devon. They, they keep guard. Destiny of your family. Doesn't only affect you if you open it. affects your, your grandchildren. They, they keep guard. They, they can allow you to play games there. You don't play, but don't come here. Because anyone who step into here is met now, they want to open vaults for destinies, for inheritances. It's not that one car, it's not about one house now. Think about a whole lot of stuff. If it's open, it's poured out. And everybody, it's just just a revolution in the spirit. So they're saying, as long as you are not able to deal with the spirit of lust, idolatry, fornication, adultery, complaint, and all these other spirits. Forget about ever bringing your family into their promised land because those are kept by principalities and powers. Finally, Bazalwan. I must, I must emphasize this. We must deal with demonic spirits in the wilderness so we can handle principalities in the promised land. Yeah. I hope you've got, you've got that down. Now, it is apostolic churches who deal with principalities and powers. Apostolic churches, they equip and they prepare a generation to face Goliaths. I want to tell you now that we are in apostolic church here. Yes. I want to announce that into the atmosphere. Yeah. Same thing that the Holy Spirit says you mustn't say, you mustn't, you know. But I want to release that to you today. Yeah. We are in apostolic church. Apostolic churches deal with principalities and powers. In other words, they must be able to handle everyone who is apostolic, all of you. You must be able to deal with those five things. Yeah. Last for evil things. Amen. I'm the yeah. And his promises. Yeah. Idolatry, sexual immorality, tempting God, and complaining. Now, if we are not able to equip you so that you can restore destinies, our status, we have a small boy status. Small boy status as a church. Small boy, leading small boys and small girls. 
into small things which are temporary. Stand up, Bazalwa. So I don't care who is out there, whatever they do, how many thousands they have, as long as they are not able to handle these things which the Bible says you must deal with in the wilderness. You will stay there, have fun there, have conferences there, but you are never going to be able to possess how to possess. Lift up your hands now. Father, we thank you for your word in the name of Jesus. Just pray, brother. Just pray with me. However the Holy Spirit leads you to pray right now. However the Holy Spirit leads you to pray. You know where you are. I know where I am. In the name of Jesus. 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 Jesus, 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 Jesus. Jesus. Amen. 